Storygram Network. The content and products discussed in this program have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Any decisions made around your health should be discussed with your health practitioner. Welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Morgan, Health and Human Potential Master Coach and Edutainment Curator. I started Body Talk over a decade ago in order to achieve my mission of educating and inspiring millions to a healthier way of living. Body Talk Radio is more than just a radio show. It's your gateway to information and education relevant to today's most important health topics. Delivered by top thought leaders, influencers, and world changers in the health and human potential space. If you love great health talk, listen in and join the community. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. Hello, Body Talk. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. Good to be here. How are you, Takeshi? I'm doing good. Just making it through. I've been editing a lot of different podcasts. I just finished one for the Sonoma Community Center podcast. Nice. And I'm the guest. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to learn about me, just go over there and look up Sonoma Community Center podcasts on all your different hosts. I don't know how many podcasts you join, but let's start there because Takeshi. I know you've been editing and producing my podcast for quite a while. Yeah. And you do a lot of different health-related podcasts. Oh, yeah, definitely. Kind of your specialty. It seems like it now. I edit at least three or four just like health-related podcasts. I help out with Village Green Apothecary. And they get all these pretty well-known doctors and who are like well-known on YouTube and throughout the whole entire community of health. And that really helps out a lot in whether or not I follow their advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's always the key. Like, we learn and get educated, right? But yeah, then it's, yeah. do we follow it? <laughs> yeah. You must be a wealth of information now because you listen to all these podcasts and edit them. Yeah, sometimes I am. Yeah, that's good. Hey, I know yeah. you have an interest in the health topic and like the health world and, and the topic. So it's good that, you know, you're aligned and you're listening to a lot of it. I know sometimes when we do the show, we get a lot of questions. We have different topics, different people that come and speak. And then sometimes you and I just get together, go through some questions and chit chat on different topics. And we always end up going down rabbit holes that don't always intend to. Yeah, it always goes back down to brain health. (laughs) Oh my God, it does. With us anyway. You're right. It really does. And we need to ask ourselves, okay, what's that about? Because I know in general, in the world that we're living in today, right, so many people are stressed and tired and yada, yada, yada. They're always looking for things to help support their brain and this and that. But but yeah, we always end up going back to brain health. Because it's probably one of the most important things. Yeah. That and the gut biome, but those are so connected. Oh, yeah. It's true. And like, it's much more fun to talk about the brain 
than it is to talk about your gut. Like people, they'll only go so far in listening to the gut, which is kind of interesting because they're both so connected. Yeah. Like most people don't realize that the gut and the brain are absolutely connected through the nervous system, right? And we know now that the gut has its own nervous system separate from the primary nervous system that's called the enteric nervous system. And, And that, you know, you hear people say, when I get stressed, my gut gets upset and those types of things. And absolutely, 100% stress, overwhelm, all kinds of things are going to screw up your gut. Right. Got to take care of your gut. Got to love on your gut. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the guest, but he was talking about how a lot of people who have schizophrenia, oh, yeah. 10% of it, or even more, I think, mm-hmm. is, has to do with gut health. There is no question about it that the majority of disease is related to gut imbalance. So most people have a mood for sure, like you just said, like mood and then mental illness, schizophrenia, all kinds of anxiety, depression, all those things. There's like a continuum. But most of those people, there are studies that have shown people are B vitamin deficient, B1, B12, B6. A lot of the B vitamins really play into mental health as well. But then you have gut microbiome. It's these organisms that are need to be in a certain special balance. And when that gets messed up, imagine that your microbiome, it communicates, right, with the rest of your body. And it's super, super important to have that sort of ecosystem in balance. And, you know, not too much of one thing or not enough of the other pathogens, parasites, all of the things that could create an imbalance, yeast, Yeast is another really big one. You've heard of candida. What's candida? Yeast. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeast is a really important thing because we need to have yeast in our gut. But the balance, when it comes out of balance and there's too much and it grows and proliferates, and then what we have is fungus, right? So fungus throughout our bodies, some people find it in their toenails. That could be a sign that you have an overgrowth of yeast going throughout your body And this whole fungal concept is really, really important because, and you and I have talked about molds and those types of things, all related. But if you are eating a diet very high in sugar or carbohydrates and you have an overabundance of yeast, which can cause an overabundance of yeast in your gut, but if you are eating simple carbs, a lot of sugar, those types of things, imagine what that's going to do to your yeast overload. Yeah. It's going to munch on that all day, every day, because it's a living thing, right? It's a living thing that is hosting on the wonderful sweets that you're eating. You're, you think you're giving yourself a treat. You're also giving all of the pathogens and yeah. and things that you're hosting. They love it. And so you're just feeding them and allowing them to grow and proliferate even more. So I was reading this article, or it keeps on popping up. Maybe it's because I keep on talking about it or editing it. It shows up on my yeah, totally. Google News. Yep. <laughs> and so it's talking about how there is this new, it's not medication, but it's, yeah, it's pretty much medication. But, and you could take it and it will clean out your system, but mm. put in the, the, good, stuff. the good bacteria mm-hmm. that you need in your stomach, mm. but you don't ingest it. It's a suppository. Oh, okay. That's fair. I mean, medication, I don't know too much about that. I don't really study the pharmacological side. I study more of the nutraceutical side. That is where I specialize. But certainly suppositories are not new to helping to recolonize and 
with other ailments too, detoxification, all kinds of things. You've heard of coffee enemas, you've heard enemas, uh, yeah. you've heard of all kinds of things. But in general, I mean, it w- and it would make sense, right? Because the colon's there and... It's pretty close to your intestines. and Yeah, <laughs> totally. I'd obviously have to read about it. But in general, I just think, gosh, guys, let's not get away from our common sense. You got to look back to the 70s, the 60s or before, or even the 80s to a certain point. But... High fructose corn syrup, highly processed foods really came on big in the 70s. By the 80s, everyone was just eating Doritos and everything like that. And certainly high fructose corn syrup was replacing many sugar sources back then. That's when we really did ourselves in. The corporatization of food, prepackaged food, Monsanto. And then, yeah, the GMOs, genetic engineered agriculture which we now know, I avoid it. I don't know if you do, but I definitely shop non-GMO. Not only because studies are showing now, speak about the gut, what that does to the gut, genetically modified organisms and the gut. I try to avoid chemicals as much as possible and try to just eat sensibly, eat from the earth. I always say if it grew in the ground or it had eyes, eat it. I got to tell you, the other day... I bought this red, white, and blue ice cream. It just looked awful. I decided to try it. Yeah. <laughs> but you're just like, because it's so interesting. I got to try it. Yeah. I got to eat three bites and throw it away. But and It was supposed to be the same flavors are in those weird rocket pops. Yeah, uh, but it's ice cream. But it's ice cream. Mm, interesting. It was so bad. Oh, it had to that be. I got a headache. Oh, that's bad. When yeah. your body reacts that quickly, you yeah. know it's just wrong. It's like, I feel sick. Well, and it's I the think red dye, yeah, the, the blue dye. dye, right? Yeah, and the first <laughs> ingredient in the list was high fructose corn syrup. Oh, what are you doing, Takeshi? Shame. <laughs> I know. I had to try it, though. It was just mocking me. Shame on you. You know better. I, know, I, I, I honestly know. can't believe we still even allow that. Like, that's banned in other countries. High fructose corn syrup isn't even allowed in other countries. It just makes me sad because I look around. I try not to watch the news because I just can't even do it anymore. But when you look at the mental health, we are undernourished and overfed. We're overfed on the bad stuff, undernourished on the good stuff. And trust me when I say it's those micronutrients that come from plants and the macronutrients that we need. You have to be getting a lot of those to deal with the level of stress that we have in our lives today. But yet you can get very little in the food sources. It's just hard to do. They say, I guess you'd need to eat 50 peaches today versus back in the 50s. There was a study done on this, and I'm going to have to find it now, of course, but the peach study, like you literally, you have to eat so many peaches today to get the same nutrition as you would have in a peach years ago. Wow. And the soils are depleted. It's just, we can't get the same nutrition, but we know our body has so many biochemical needs and there's so many metabolic Things that happen on a day to get you through. And we need the raw material, right? The fuel to be able to do all that. And when you don't, and instead you're breathing chemicals and things like that, and that's going to destroy your cells because toxins will destroy your cells. Free radicals will mess up your cells and cause damage. And then guess what? Inflammation. Ton of inflammation. Then guess what? Cancer. What else? Let's talk about it. But at the end of the day, guys, there's only one person that's going to choose what you decide to eat, right? It's you. Yeah. If you're an adult, if you're an adult, you're choosing what you put in your mouth. If you're an adult, you are choosing when and how you move your body. You're choosing when and where, 
how you spend your time. Are you, and again, the indoor environment is likely twice as toxic as your outdoor environment. And so we are responsible for that too, if you want to be healthy and you don't want to be fully inflamed and sick and toxic. It's so true. I know it's always negative with me, isn't it? (laughs) No. I mean, it is, but it's the whole reason why I do this. At the end of the day, I literally, here's my PSA for the day, my personal PSA. And that is, if you do not have a journal, you need to keep one. Everybody should have a journal, a health journal. I know that sounds crazy and whatever. Even if you already have a daily planner or journal or anything you're writing in, you should write out every single day what your health plan is. And the reason I say that is because days go by and we're like, oh, I didn't get out today. I didn't exercise or, oh, I'll just eat this yucky whatever right now because it's in the house and I'll just make sure I get some vegetables later. But when it comes down to it, when you start writing everything down and I'm talking physical and mental health, right? Like, so what you eat, how you move, like your exercise, making sure that you get food and when you eat. And I know you and I touched on this earlier, but like when you eat is super important. Start writing it down and start writing down what you eat and when, and you're going to see, wow, I'm so out of balance. Most people are. Yeah. It's just one of those things where I was just calling out that if you don't take your health into your own hands, you're going to be one of those people that's like fat, sick, and nearly dead. Yeah. It happened to one of my friends. He didn't really care about what he ate. And then he got one of those gallstones. Oh, ouch. Yeah. And one was so big, they actually had to go in there and break it up. And now he's on a strict diet of no carbs, can yeah. only eat, I think, chicken and cheese. Can't wow, even. So he's doing like a keto thing, it sounds like. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. it. And he's maybe a year younger than me. And at one point I talked to him about it. I was like, aren't you a little yeah. concerned about yeah. this? He's like, why? You only live once, yellow and all this oh, other no. stuff. And well, I was like, bro. And then it had to be three months later, he had to go get rushed into ER for again? that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was before he knew. Yeah, about, yeah. Got the diagnosis oh. and everything. Oh, but. gotcha. It's like roulette, honestly. You can either discipline yourself now and avoid issues in the future. And trust me, until you get there, like, you know, most people aren't really sacrificing. It really comes down to sacrificing and consistency. Got to be consistent and you got to be willing to sacrifice. And that goes back to my 80-20 rule because I am such a fan of balance and not having to be like completely avoid, you know, things that you love. But I really do believe that if you can spend 80% of your time eating health-giving foods, and then the 20% is like anything goes, right? And that does equate into the work week versus the weekend. If you could be super clean during the work week, keep your journal, eat well, and then, you know, when Friday comes around, you're ready to go out to dinner, you're ready to go celebrate a little bit or have time with your friends or whatever. And and then you just feel like you've earned it. So again, it's on us. You got to look in the mirror, honestly, when it comes to your health. There's just no way around it. And I look around and I see, you can literally see the habits a person has just by looking at them. Can't lie. Yeah. Your body, that's like your, you can't hide it. Unfortunately not. (laughs) Unfortunately not, of course. (laughs) 